What's up? It's me, AGV, the go-getter, and I want to welcome you to the GCO podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There's always a story to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this, there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G-Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the G-Code. <laughs> You are now listening to the G Code with Adri V. <clears throat> Woo! Long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I should say welcome back to myself. I think this has been the longest hiatus I have taken. From my baby, my podcast, the G Code. And it's just like, how do you call something a baby and you just have not been around it in a while? And to be honest, my creative juice and flow to allow myself to get on here and to share openly was difficult because, you know, oftentimes you're literally pouring from a cup when you have something in it. And whenever I would come to this podcast and share, I was always sharing from a place of having something in my cup. And Oprah always talks about you can't pour from an empty cup. And I learned that. And I tried to be intentional and just taking a step back for a second and allowing myself to redirect, refocus, and to be present in a moment for the things that was happening to me. So shout out to all my go-getters that still ride with me, that have me on the alert. So when I drop a podcast, you're listening and you're you're tapped in. And to my new podcast listeners, welcome to the gang, the gang of grace, the go-getter gang, where... You know, each and every week, once upon a time, as I get back to it, I'm serving up to you what I like to call somewhat of my audio diary, the G-Code podcast, where we talk about the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. But I've realized not only has there been the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to, and the grind to success, there truly has been some pretty and ugly things and the facts of life and dealing with life. So I know I'm probably going to be shifting the direction a bit of how I will be utilizing this podcast and the guests that I will bring on here. And of course, I'm always going to bring forth people who's here to empower, educate, entertain, and to leave you with some amazing amazing trinkets. And even myself sharing with you um, in my experiences, uh, you know, openly, my audio diary, and getting feedback and exchanging of information, allowing us to be a transactional relationship. Right. So I, I I've shared openly through my podcast, the, the highs and lows of life. Right. There's moments when you are at the peak of a mountain and you're feeling great and you are low, low in the valley. I think as I've gone through many transitions in life from losing my grandfather on my wedding day, going through the processes of divorce and the things that involved and led up to the divorce and the losing a friend in front of me to the woes of life of career ups and downs opportunities present presented and opportunities removed to my mom being diagnosed with breast cancer and the highs and lows of her going through the process and coming out on top 
And then my most recent, um, and I'm trying to make it through this podcast without crying, <laughs> um, is that my mom cancer end up coming back and the soldier that she has always been, um, the fighter that she has always been this time, you know, God saw fit to add her to his army of angels, um, where she's going to really be the ultimate protector now watching over us. And so lost my mom just two days after my birthday on, uh, April 2nd and it is a day that has changed my life forever um my best friend is not here with me you know when you're growing up your 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 parent to tell you or your mom would tell you I'm not one of your little friends but she wasn't a, one of my little friends she was one of my big friends she was a big best friend to my sister and I um and shout out to my little sister Christiana who has been such a champion. Um, when I wasn't living at home, she was living at home. So she had the first experiences and a bird eye view of what was going on that my mother didn't reveal to me or the things she didn't say to me um, or she didn't share uh, when trying to just hide things. But with my sister living there, she had a chance to see the first ends of what was going on um, before my mom will finally share. But, you know, today... It's her birthday. And I thought it would be such a great way for me to celebrate her. And one thing about my mother is that she was a celebratory person. She celebrated every holiday we possibly could, could celebrate. She celebrated everybody's birthday. And growing up, she made our birthdays magical. She made us feel important. And she made our Christmases amazing. And I mean, I probably will go on and on in depth to talk about my mother because I really can in so many avenues. Um, and I'm going to make sure I tag my little sister in to do that podcast with me after this one. So we could talk about our experiences and why it's been so hard to say goodbye. I think the worst club I've ever been put into is not having a mother like this motherless club um is the ghetto okay it is the ghetto and this level of grief um that i am dealing with is a different type of grief and this depression is a different type of depression uh, where i'm like legit battling it and just like you can't live here but the reality is when you take such a great hit to your life and you love someone so hard you are going to be affected in this way so i'm learning to give myself grace and being a little bit gentle with myself but also being mindful of my coping mechanisms of shopping retail therapy or coping mechanism of just being busy and not necessarily facing it and i'm so grateful for the good people of hospice um, that provides us with grief counseling because it is so important when you lose someone that you love so hard or watching them decline in front of you those experiences are things that you really don't lose and you really need the assistance and the guidance of professionals to to help you stabilize your emotions and stabilize your mental state to decide to move forward and um I think one day I'll probably my sister and I 
we'll probably go in depth with our experiences and talking about it because dealing with cancer because my mother passed away from breast cancer um it it has really been uh, a hard thing to watch you know to experience and as daughters who were present for our mother and also served as caregivers you know it is a different lens you get a chance to witness life from but you know that's just a a precursor of some things but today I'm here to share one of my greatest epic interviews so when we learned that my mom had um I'll say our mother had three to four weeks to live I'll never forget making that drive to Roswell because she had got sick then she had to we went to Roswell to do some check check-ins some um testings um had just took her to took her to work that morning and she was just saying she was so weak and she felt sick and but she's a nurse and she was just so determined to go to work and I remember fussing at her like you just need to stay home you need to rest and she just would not listen (laughs) and she went home went to work and then called me moments later like I need to get to the ER and we took her to the ER and they're running test after test and then they made her stay the night and I thought the next day she was getting out and there's more tests and and more conversation and it, I, nothing was just sitting right in my soul and on my sister's birthday March 18th is when we were told that she had three to four weeks to live and I just remember asking God to allow me I'm trying not to cry to to allow me to be present to allow me to show her that it's okay and that my sister and I will be strong and that we will be here to help each other and be there for each other. And I remember just going home and praying to God that he will allow me to show up every day in good spirits, to give her good energy, and to just be present the best we could and enjoy our last moments with her. And that's what we did. So thank you to our family who has been a present help, family and friends who has been there for us, every step of the way and haven't left our side and just giving my mom the best farewell party possible you know I remember watching coming to America and when they gave him a party before he departed I just was like man I want to go out like that I just thought it was so honorable and so so amazing that we could celebrate you while you were here and then also celebrate you as you make your way on home And we did that for my mother and all her siblings were able to be present and she got a chance to see how much she was loved and she knew that, but it was her love that she showed to everybody. And this is why so many of us are hurting. I know for myself, because she was amazing, an amazing mother, an amazing friend, just an amazing person who showed up and gave her awe and I'll never forget um, being with her one time at chemo and her patients was calling her phone 
And she's talking to them while she herself is sitting in his chair in chemo. And then afterwards, she said, oh, Adriana, can you take me back to the office? And I'm like, mom, she's like, I got to go do their prescription for them or they won't have it for the weekend. And she just cared so much. And I said, mom, you just care too much. Like, we're here to take care of you and you trying to still take care of other people. Her heart was just so big and she would do anything and everything for anyone. And so while in my morning stages while she was present and while I just was like, how do I immortalize her? How do I keep her here with me as long as possible? How do I keep her here with us as long as possible? I just thought immediately, like, I got to interview my mom. I've interviewed so many different people from athletes rappers, singers, politicians, community activists, so many great, amazing folks. I just said, how did I ever forget not to interview my mama, the person who gave me life and the greatest person, in my opinion, in this world? And I remember having her come to the station a few times and she just would not do it. She wouldn't want to get on a microphone. I had to convince her to get on a microphone to do my what the hell because she will always say it. Um, that's her voice when you hear that. What the hell? That's her voice. And I had to had to trick her to do that. But every time she would come in the station or she would be at the house like, Mom, let's get on a microphone. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. It's not what I do. And when I asked her if I could interview her, in her last day, she said, yeah. And it was supposed to be a two-part interview. Um, but we didn't make it to the second part. Uh, she just was tired. She was tired. But I'm grateful that I got a chance to capture the moments that I did as she shared and still giggled and you can hear her little smart comments and I asked her about her siblings and I asked her about her experiences of being a mother and having me and Christiana my sister as daughters and what was that like and I was just trying to think of everything I could possibly ask her that she can um, answer in a moment and I was trying to go slow because she was tired but I was just grateful that she allowed me to do so. And I asked her about my future. You know, what, what would you say to your future grandkids? And she gave her input. And so I wanted to share on this day um, her voice, her laughter and how even in a dark moment that I seen as dark because she was she was about to leave us um, that she still was herself still operating in this space of laughter, love, producing and giving light and um and sharing. So, ooh, I'm trying to hold back my tears cuz there's so much more I want to say, but I'm gonna wait to my sister and shout out to my sister because she said, "Yada, I just you could go ahead and, and do this intro cuz I wanted her to do it with me, but um she's going to jump on the next one with me as we talk about, you know, what it's what it's like um it's going through grief, you know, and how two different people may deal with it. 
And um, we are definitely coping the best way we can without this lady that was in our lives every day. You know, we would talk to our mother multiple times a day. I saw my mother every day. And so adjusting without her in our lives today has been a huge adjustment. And today being her birthday, when we've been celebrating her every year that I've I've known to celebrate her. This is the first year that she's not present with us. But I still wanted her presence to be felt by releasing this this exclusive interview, my greatest interview um, of all time. Um, as I as I give you a snippet of the late great Miss Crystal Al Marina. Benton Viveret as she corrected me in the podcast so to my family I love you um to all my aunties and my uncles she spoke about each and every one of you and um to my sister Christiana know you are absolutely loved and we we possibly probably can't have young men young boys if we decide to have children because uh they can't hear this audio so to my listeners and my go-getters, I'm about to introduce you as I present to some and introduce to others the amazing, the late, the great Crystal Almarina Viverette. Let's hear from her. All right, Ma, let me hear you count. Say, say microphone check. <laughs> microphone check. Like, what the hell? All right, perfect. Okay, Ma, we're going to get started. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I will say this is probably my most epic interview ever of all time. Um, I finally convinced my mom to do an interview. Mom, how many times have you been to the station and you just act like you didn't want to get on a microphone? Mm-hmm. How long have you been asking me? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> For a long time now. Mm-hmm. All right. So, mom... Um, I guess, you know, I, I know you as mom, but what, what is your name? Crystal Viverette. Crystal Elmarina Viverette. Crystal Elmarina Benton Viverette. Uh, oh, correction, Benton. You got to add the, the Benton in there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have served uh, your greatest profession in my, in my idea is being me and Christiana's mom. But what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. I'm a nurse. You're a nurse? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you smiling? <laughs> I'm a nurse. Yeah. And so um, what made you want to become a nurse? Like when you were a kid growing up, did you always want to be a nurse? Yes. Yeah. That nurse and a hairdresser. And a hairdresser? Mm-hmm. And you went to school to be a hairdresser and you did that. What made right. you say you ain't want to be a hairdresser no more? Um, Too much. It was too much? Oh, yeah. Long hours standing in, on your hands. Standing on my feet. Standing on your feet. You're right. My yeah. bad. <laughs> Why you look at me like that to correct I'm me? I'm like standing on my hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so um, you've been a nurse for a long time. So you went first. I remember when we were younger, you did the program. Was it BBTC? Um, yes. And you went and uh, you don't got to just give me yes answers, ma. And you went and you got, that was your LPN, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so how was that, you know, being a single parent, juggling two kids and then going to school? What was that like? It's hard. It was hard. Mm-hmm. But you did it. Oh, yeah. What, what made you do it? Why, why did you why did you do that? Because you didn't have to. Mm, that's something I always wanted to do. That was my passion. Mm-hmm. To help other people. Oh, yeah. What is it about helping other people? Because I feel like this is like what you do. You've been doing all your life is just helping people. Why is this such a passion of yours? Mm, I don't know. Maybe because I always just wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Now my sisters are nurses, too. I know. I always thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Y'all just like sick folks. And I'm yeah. around here trying to like run from them. Sick person and taking care of them. Yeah. Do you think you got that from, I don't know. I feel like you have to get it from somewhere, right? Yeah. My mother, she mm-hmm. was a nurse's aide. Yeah. I didn't know grandma was a nurse's aide. Oh, yeah. Hmm. She was a nurse's aide for years. So she couldn't work no more. Mm-hmm. And so you saw her working and being a nurse's aide. That's when you was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me tell me a little bit more about your mom. Because, you know, I only got a chance to hang with her for a little bit. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, tell me a little bit more about your mom. Because, you know, I only got a chance to hang with her for a little bit. Oh, yeah. She was the sweetest, humble person you ever want to met. Mm-hmm. Meet. Mm-hmm. She was like you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about what about granddad? You know, I got a chance to be with him for a long time. What did you learn? What did you learn from your mom? Oh, being a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like with some life lessons that you learned from your mother. She always gave us anything and everything. Yeah, and that's what you did in return for me and Christiana. Oh, yeah. So do you think y'all was spoiled kids, or you just think she was just a being a good mom? Being a good mom. That's what good moms do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. do. You're right. You're a good mom. And what about what about granddad? What did you learn from Papa Bear? Have your own. Have your own? <laughs> right. What made, what made you say that? Because he always had his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, about working hard yeah that too yeah definitely that too so mom what would you say you know because it you know i remember you showing me the book like your yearbook when you said you wanted to be a hairdresser and you wanted to be a nurse and you did that right you know what would you say like your biggest accomplishment is becoming a nurse Be- becoming a nurse yeah, because hairdressing was only a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being a nurse and taking care of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when, all right, so you have, it's seven of y'all. Like, grandma and grandpa was just around here hunching, busting y'all out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're the middle child. You know, what was it like growing up with all seven of y'all? Right. Uh, 
being like the oldest. Mm-hmm. You were, you were like the oldest. Yeah. Even when you were the middle child. Oh yeah. So everybody came to you, even the older ones. Right. What's one of your your greatest memories growing up with your siblings? Just having a lot of fun. Y'all had a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Like what? Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you love Christmas mm-hmm. so much. How was y'all Christmas? Unbelievable. <laughs> tell me, tell me about it. Yeah, we got everything we wanted. Really? Mm-hmm. And mommy cooked all the time. That's probably why I cook. Yeah. You definitely do cook. You definitely do cook all the time. Mm-hmm. And Christmas, we definitely got everything we wanted. Right. <laughs> so tell me about growing up with Uncle Boo Boo. We're going to start from the oldest to the youngest. Growing up with Adrian Benton, Uncle Boo Boo, what was that like? Oh, he was the army. <laughs> he was the, the army captain. <laughs> yep. And what 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 was it about him being the army and the captain? How how did he come home? What did he do? He did everything. Mm-hmm. Made us get out of bed, and he thought we were in the service. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's definitely Uncle Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. What about what about who else? Who older? Auntie Trudy. Yeah, what was Trudy, Auntie Trudy like growing up? Trudy kept to herself. Yeah. Yeah. She just was just used to be on chill mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about Auntie Dina? Um, we did everything. Well, you said Trudy? Yep. You said Trudy kept to herself. Mm-hmm. And what they about- all got married. Mm-hmm. They all left the house, got married. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what about Auntie Dina? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Dina, she did everything too. Mm-hmm. But me and Trudy used to always party. Y'all used to party? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> really? You know what? I see y'all little pictures with y'all little limos and y'all little short dresses. Mm-hmm. Tell me about one of the times y'all party, Ma. Oh, yeah. We went out partying because... Then she would have her Corvette, mm-hmm. and we'd be out. Y'all be out? <laughs> oh, yeah. You hanging with your big sister? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So you can't be coming at me when I be trying to party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that was my sister. Oh, that was your sister. Oh, you could. It's a difference. You could party with your sister. Right. <laughs> and somebody else is like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what they up to. Okay. I got it. Party with the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what about Auntie Carla? She was she's she's the youngest after you. Right. Carla really didn't party too much. She didn't? Mm-mm. Auntie Carla was she always worked. Yeah. She was in the service too. <laughs> but she really didn't party at all. Yeah. And um, who else? Uncle Ty. Uncle Ty is after it. Because y'all, y'all just get younger. I think Grandma was just busting them out. Then Uncle Ty. Mm-hmm. What was Uncle Ty like growing up? He was good. He was a good man. He was a good mm-hmm. boy. Big to himself. Really? Yeah. Uncle Ty wasn't no party animal. He didn't party. Mm-mm. <laughs> 
in the land. The land party. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> the land party. Party like a rock star. <laughs> like a rock star. Mm-hmm. She got it all this from her father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, why didn't you choose to have more kids? You just had me and Christiana, but y'all come, like all y'all only have had two kids each at right. max. But y'all come from these big families. Did y'all just decide like, no, I'm not about to have that many kids. Right. Did you did you ever want more kids? Not after two. <laughs> then you have two baby daddy name. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. Not at all. All we had was two. Mm-hmm. Well, I was married with the first one. Uh-huh. How was that? What was, what was it like being married? Because you got married young too, Mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what was that? But, well, that was something y'all was doing back then. That was kind of normal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was that like being married to my dad? Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was good till you started using drugs. Yeah, and then a whole different person came. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting time. Right, right. Would you ever? Would you? Would want to have gotten married again? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy being married? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did for a moment, too. <laughs> then I was like, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail, ma. <laughs> and then you, so just being with all your siblings, you decide to have me and Christiana and just, just the two of us. So when I was born, what was that like? March 30th. You mean Christiana? I mean, I was born March 30th. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was good. I'm about to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was married, so I didn't mind. You didn't mind? Mm Mm-mm. So what was it like your, your first year of being a mom? Like, was it, was it hard? Like, what did you learn in your first year of being a mother? Oh, yeah, it was easy. It was easy. Mm-hmm. Why was it so easy? Because I pushed it out like jello. <laughs> when you was giving birth? Mm-hmm. I was riding a bike the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you, how you nine months pregnant riding a bike? Because it was easy. You was going to be reckless. What if you would have fell off that bike? I would have been destroyed. Yeah, I wouldn't have <laughs> fell. You wouldn't have fell? Mm-mm. You was good? You was that good riding a bike? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you say so. So then I come out and I'm here. So what was it like once you got to the home taking care of me, you and my dad? Easy. <laughs> Why was it so easy? I don't know. To me, having a baby was easy. No, no, it was just so easy. I was like, oh, I would love to have another one. Were you happy? Mm-hmm. Did you want a girl? Or did you want a boy? Another girl. You wanted a girl? Oh, yeah. What was what was the best part about having a girl? Being pregnant. <laughs> you enjoy being pregnant? Mm-hmm. Were you just were, did you eat a lot? No. You didn't eat a lot? Mm-mm. You like walking around being all big? I wasn't big. I was cute. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I wasn't big. I was cute. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I cannot. I wasn't big. I was cute. Yeah. yeah, when you had me, I looked Asian, mom. 
I didn't. I don't look like I would have belonged to you or my dad because my dad is dark skin and you are light. <laughs> so what was that experience like? Oh, what was he them telling you? When they, but what happened when, when you gave birth to me and I looked different? He looked different. I didn't look different. My pictures, I look only Asian. for a little bit. Only for a little bit. Yeah. Did they, did they let you take me when I um <laughs> when you gave birth to me because I looked like I was a little Asian baby? Nope. Huh? Nope. They didn't let you take me. Oh yeah. Yeah, they let me take you. Mm-mm. They didn't give me no difficulties because they knew you was my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I'm happy to hear you said it was easy having a kid. Yeah. People are talking about it's hard. It's not hard. It's easy. It's easy. You just got to keep moving around. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah. Okay. And then you you decided to have another kid 10 years later. Why did you wait so long? Because, like I said, I wasn't having two different names. <laughs> Baby last name. Like, what? You ain't want to do all that? Mm-mm. But you did. So you had to. Mm. So me and Christiana. Yeah. So when you decided to have the second child, what were you thinking about? It was like, okay, I just, I want another one. Mm-hmm. Did you want a girl again? Yep. So you just like girls. Yeah. <laughs> Why you like a little nappy head boy? <laughs> <laughs> Why you ain't want no little nappy head boy, ma? Nope. Not at all. Okay. All right. So God blessed you. You got two little girls. What was it like with Christiana coming into the world with her little light, bright, beautiful self? Mm-hmm. How did you manage to have both of us in March? You just like having sex during a set time. Right. <laughs> I was hoping I had one in March. Both of them in March. Really? That's what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. That was a setup. Yeah. <laughs> so how was it carrying Christiana? Easy. Easy again? Oh, yeah. No problem. Oh, I need that blessing. I need to be. I need to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when she came out, you was like, "Uh-oh, here we are." So what was it like taking care of these two kids? We were ten years apart. Maybe because it was ten years apart. Mm-hmm. You kind of had a living babysitter. At two. <laughs> that was the setup. Hmm. That was definitely the setup. So you raised us. And you put us in everything. And so, what do you, how do you feel about us today? Same good. <laughs> the same good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no problem at all. That's good. Are, we, are we still good kids? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good to hear. Yep, no problem. I'm happy to hear that. So, you know, neither one of us have any kids, right? So... You know, what do you hope we have? You hope we have girls yeah. one day? Why would you want boys? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Well, why did you say that like that? <laughs> why would you want boys? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, 
what's wrong with little boys? Mm, I guess they are right. <laughs> I guess they are right. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what I don't you know we we can't send up orders to God you know about what we want but you know one day we gonna have you gonna have these grandkids so they gonna have to hear their grandma talk about why would you want boys <laughs> I know <laughs> so what would you say to your grandkids mm. <laughs> I'll be like okay okay what's up you got some words of advice for your grandkids um, just put God first. Mm-hmm. And everything will work out. Everything will work out. Be strong. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when they have one, they have girls. They <laughs> 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 can be strong. <laughs> and no girls. No boys. <laughs> If we have boys, we're going to have to hide this audio. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be like, your grandmother didn't want no boy. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> but what if it's a boy? What can you say? Have no choice but to deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess we're going to have to pray to God that he sent his mm-hmm. girls. Because Jesus, we can't let them boys hear this. <laughs> Why would you want boys? <laughs> I know. <laughs> So if it's a boy, what you gonna say now, Ma? So we could fast forward past that past audio. Right. What you gonna say if it's a boy? What can you say to them? Nothing you can say. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Did you say Good luck? Yeah. <laughs> These little fast ass girls out here now. Oh God. My God, how do you think we, if it's a girl, you got to raise them up to not be fast, ma. Yeah, I have to raise them up <laughs> not to be fast. Well, you did a good job with me and Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I realized you kept us, you gave us room, but you also were strict and you kept us from pulling off and doing anything too. Like you gave us just enough leg room. Excuse me. You know, what was that? What was the method? Why did you choose to 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 be to parent like that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I said, <laughs> ain't no advice for girls. Hopefully y'all don't have none. <laughs> ain't no advice for girls or boys. Uh-uh. Girl, boy. Ain't no advice for girls. But you just said you hopefully we don't have none. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and like, right, don't have no shoot. Mary <laughs> don't have no kids now. This is crazy out here. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous, right? Yeah. I know. We got to have, we got to have them so we can name them Crystal. So hopefully they be sweet and nice. Yeah. Right? It's all yeah. in a name. Like if you name them something crazy, there's a chance they're going to be crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, I appreciate that message to your grandchildren. If it's a boy, they just cannot listen to this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any message for Christiana or myself? Yeah, but I'm going to do that on my own. <laughs> you want to do it on your own? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
You slid it back up and then go away. Okay. All right. I can do it. <laughs> what about your siblings? You got something to say to them? How much time we, we got? We got a lot of time. Mom, I'm running this one. Not really. Okay. We can finish the rest tomorrow. You want to do the rest tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell the people you out of here. Gotta go. Gotta go. Mm-hmm. Mm. She said she gotta go, and that she did. Ah, uh, man, listen, it's interesting because I I play I I've been listening to this back to back to back since I recorded it, and there's a part in there that really went over my head until I just was listening to it the other night. And um, when I said, "Mom, we got a lot of time. I'm running this," and she said, "Not really." And she said it so sweet and delicately that I I didn't catch it because I was still like in the moment of just trying to stay upbeat. But she said, not really. And she sincerely reminded me in that moment that time is fleeting and we don't have a lot of time here. So while we are here, we have to love hard, forgive quickly, do the things your heart desire shop like you want to shop in her way and um make things happen and i'm just so grateful again this was my best interview ever the greatest interview most epic interview and uh, i hope you took something away from it i hope she made you laugh (laughs) made you think made you see how the go-getter she was that what she set out to do here on this earth she did it she wanted to be a hairdresser she did it she wanted to be a nurse she did it um and she has been truly the blueprint of what success looks like for me she has been my greatest inspiration and motivation she is the og the original go-getter because i watched her time and time again overcome obstacles achieve her goals sit at the table doing her work uh, working working her multitudes of jobs going to school taking care of my sister and i all the while never complaining and she never complained while battling and fighting breast cancer she never complained about being an, uh, a stand-up amazing mother and handling business on her own she didn't complain about it she just did it with grace and um i'm so grateful to have been crystal's daughter still am i'm so grateful to have been raised by her i'm so grateful for her teachings i'm so grateful for the experiences i've had with her and um just really thankful and and grateful for God giving me a countdown giving me my farewell time to be with her and so many of us don't get that moment it's as hard as it was to learn that she had three to four weeks to live I was grateful that I was given a heads up I was grateful that I was given my family and I were given an idea and allotted time to make sure that we showed even the more love and we were even more present and um happy birthday to my mama today is her birthday and my family and i have decided to celebrate her in the ways that she would have wanted to be celebrated by going to her favorite restaurant getting her favorite roses her flowers and just doing the things that she always was about which is showing she cared and being kind to others. So we're going to do some random acts of kindness intentionally today. So I hope today 
you was able to take away some of my pretty and ugly and grind and dealing with this grief and dealing with a loss of love so deeply um, that the ocean gets jealous, right? I love my mom so deeply that the ocean could be jealous of how deep my love is for her. And this is why we mourn. This is why we're sad. But this is also why we celebrate a life well lived. And in the words of my bishop, living it crystal clear. All right. <sighs> well, this right here wraps up my episode back at it again. Giving you the G-Co podcast hosted by me, Adri V, the go-getter, where we talk about the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. So many of us don't talk about the ugliness or the the lows um, and the pain that we occur um, through reaching our goals and our and ultimately getting there. Um, but I know a woman who gracefully dealt with the trials that came her way of cancer and the trials of being a single parent mother and the trials of going after a dream and achieving it and making it happen and watching her deal with it in such a way has given me the strength to get up every day and to push without excuse to go hard or go home um, and going home is not an option because you're going to just have to go hard and to really make sure I do it gracefully um, with style and um, understanding that I too I'm here to do it crystal clear so as always I love you so much for listening subscribe to the G code I have so much more in store for you as I embark on my journey of self-care counseling therapy getting into those avenues that we need to holistically tap into and really fighting a good fight because cancer is not just an October disease. It's 365. So you're going to hear a lot more about it from me on a regular. All right. And may I simply encourage you to really make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them. And remember, love is definitely an action word. So make sure you show them. I love you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And thank you so much for tapping into the G-Code. Be sure to subscribe to the G-Code Podcast. Find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all places a podcast lives. Want to catch up on the G-Code Podcast? Well, go to www.adrivthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Remember, you can check a new episode out each and every Wednesday as we get you over the hump with the G-Code. I was born in the G-Code embedded in my blood. Matter of fact, you just triggered a level orange G code security threat. Oh, so that's the G code, the G code, the G code, the G code.